the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. There is pa- the following program is sponsored by Pastor John Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Houston. It's uh, so wonderful to be here with you. We are here live in the KKHT studios. We got a little confused there at first. We almost started uh, Recovery Radio Houston, but that's on at 5.30 on Wednesdays. And so we'll be here with you this coming Wednesday. But every Monday we get to come and preach the good news of the gospel. Amen. And, uh, you know, we're just so thrilled and honored to be here, particularly on this week of... uh, we just had Palm Sunday, and uh, we're coming up on Good Friday, which is really Holy Friday, and then we're going to have Easter Sunday. So I, I want to invite you to our church. You know, we're a church plant. Um, our parent church is in Humble at 901 Wilson Road, New Covenant Church, and we're New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. And I want to tell you what, we our last couple of services, the presence of the Lord has been palatable. I mean, it has been so strong. We've got a wonderful praise and worship team, and uh, they're just very talented. And it's not about entertainment, but it is about raising our hands and worshiping the Lord and telling him how much we love him and and just, you know, being in in touch with him through our worship and our praises and our songs. And, and the worship group we have just really helps us to do that and usher in the Holy Spirit and you know, so I'd, I'd really like you to invite you to, to our service on Easter Sunday. You know, you may belong to a church already, or maybe you work, or maybe sometimes you miss church, or for whatever reason, or you just want to spend more time in the house of the Lord. So that we started our services at 6 p.m. so that people could come check us out on Sunday evenings, Sunday nights in the Heights. And uh, we're at 240 West 18th Street in the downtown Heights. And, you know, we're going to have a, a really wonderful time on Easter Sunday, and our, our services have really been powerful. In fact, my assistant pastor, uh, uh, Pastor Rick Montsevias, uh pr- preached yesterday, and he preached on the passion of Christ, and and he was very detailed because we need to understand the suffering that Christ endured for us. And, you know, Mel Gibson captured it pretty well in that movie, but even that didn't really, if you really, if you really research the history, even that wasn't uh everything that Christ endured. And so, you know, but he, he ended the uh, the sermon with a lot of hope about the hope that, you know, when Christ said it was finished, it is finished. When he said that on the, on the cross, that was so powerful. You know, this is the most important time 
uh, Resurrection Sunday is the most important date in human history. I mean, for for us, you know, it, there couldn't be anything more important. I heard a pastor speak the other day, and he talked about how if you took a three mile rope, and and that was our eternity, you know, this lifetime, this whisper, this breath of wind would be an inch on that eternity. It's difficult for us to comprehend in our human minds how important this is. But, you know, we're just here for a, a whisper. This life is, is almost nothing. We get so wrapped up in, in some of the problems that we have and the intricacies. And if we just turned our lives over, if we just surrendered to Jesus Christ, we wouldn't have to worry about so much that we get so hung up on. So if you're out there driving, I want you to be careful. It is important. But, but you know, we need to put our faith in Jesus Christ and how much he loved us, how much God loves us to have sent his only begotten son to to come down and live with us so that whoever believes in him you know will not perish but will have eternal life so we're one inch on this three mile string you know if you look at the you, you want to know how big our god is if you look at the universe uh, the the nearest star is several light years away it would take us in our current technology something like seventy thousand years to to get there i mean and that's just one star there there's there's billions of stars and billions of galaxies. And so these problems that we get hung up on, you know, they're not too big for our God. None of them are too big for God. Nothing's impossible for God. So we're going to talk about that. But I really, I'd love it if you'd come and worship with us at 240 West 18th Street, 6 p.m. this Sunday. We're going to have a special Easter Easter worship service, and, and we'd love to meet you. You know, Easter's a great day. You could go to two church services that day. You know, there was a time in my life before I, I came to the Lord where if I went to church on Easter and Christmas, that was a good year. <laughs> and, you know, but my life wasn't so great then. But now that I've I've turned it over to to, to the Lord, you know, things maybe aren't perfect, but, oh, man, God is so good. I've got a peace. You know, he's a God of restoration. He's a God of resurrection, and he's restored everything in my life, and I'm just so grateful. And that's why we're on this radio is because, you know, we want to shout out to the world, to all the people that are lost out there that... You don't have to live the way you, you're living and, and alone and afraid and depressed and anxious and worried. You know, we serve a, a mighty God. And if you come to our church, you know, we're going to encourage you. We're going to love on you. The first person you're going to see is, is my my wife, and, and she's just such a loving person. She's going to have a big smile on her face, and she's going she's gonna to hug you. And, you know, we're not going to judge you. We're going to love you. And we're, we're a Bible-based, non-denominational, spirit-filled recovery church because we're all recovering from something. And we talk about that. We talk about practical things that can help you in your lives. But mostly we talk about our Jesus and how much he loves you. Let's pray. Father God, we just come to you today with such gratitude on our hearts. You're such a wonderful, loving God. We thank you for sending your son to to live with us and to to share in, in the struggles that we have and the tribulations and to endure suffering more than any of us do so that he, you know, the understanding, the compassion, the empathy that that demonstrated is just amazing, Father. And we, we just... We thank you for your grace and your forgiveness, and we thank you for the resurrection of life, both here on earth and, and for eternity. And we're just so grateful as we go into this this Resurrection Sunday, this Easter season. Thank you, Lord. And, and uh, we ask that you bless and anoint this program today, that the words that are spoken be yours and not ours. All glory to you, God. 
And the same thing for our service coming up this Sunday. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, as I said, Resurrection Sunday, the most important day in human history. You know, I was reminded of a story I heard a few years back, February of 1991, at the height of Desert Storm. A woman in Kansas named Ruth Dillo received a phone call saying her son, a private in the Army, had stepped on a mine in Kuwait and had been killed, a victim of the evilness of Saddam Hussein. And the sorrow of a parent losing a child is almost unbearable. And for three days, she wept and was just inconsolable. But on the third day, her phone rang, and it was her son, Clayton. The army had made a mistake. Clayton was alive on the third day. You know, and for three days back in the early first century, the disciples were crushed. They watched their teacher, their mentor, their friend, the man they had watched perform miracles, the man they had put the Messiah whom they'd put all their hopes and dreams into, crucified through the blindness of men. You know that Pastor Rick preached about this yesterday, just how amazing it was. Pilate washed his hands, but they wanted to, the, the people at the time, the church at the time, wanted to let Barnabas go instead of Jesus. Just just how the enemy had worked that. He thought he was, he was doing something, but in the end... Jesus triumphed, of course, but, you know, the disciples were just crushed. And as that third day dawned, you know, there was, there's not much grass, but there was dew on the grass as the women approached to go to the tomb. And, and you know, the bright morning star could still be seen in the northern sky, a symbol of hope. But these, their spirits, the women that went towards the tomb, they'd been crushed by the same nails that pierced the hands and feet of Jesus. They were discouraged, disheartened defeated they wanted more than anything else was to see jesus one more one last time to honor him by anointing his body with perfumes and spices but as they walked along that lonely path the bible tells us in mark sixteen three, they wondered who will roll away the stone that you know the romans had placed and the jews had placed to to block the tomb they knew where the body had been placed, and this stone, this large boulder that blocked the entrance, I mean, it could have weighed tons, certainly many hundred pounds at a minimum. So even if all the women tried to roll it together, they, they wouldn't be able to. Uh, what they saw was an insurmountable obstacle. And as we deal with the rigors of the 21st century, the trials and tribulations that Jesus told us we would always go through, in our lives we see those insurmountable obstacles. And, you know, most of us know what that's like. Certainly at one time or another, we go through different seasons and and we see huge obstacles to our marriages, to happiness, to joy, to jobs, to families. You know, our stones aren't a tomb covering a tomb, but they're, you know, they're things like a pandemic or unemployment, anxiety, abandonment abuse or something I know a lot about because I've lived through it and I counsel people and I work in the recovery community addiction. You know, we face sometimes insurmountable, what we perceive are insurmountable obstacles of debt, divorce, drunkenness, depression, you name it. And people, you know, we have bills we can't pay, grades we can't make, you know, a past that we can't seem to shake and a future that's so uncertain. The truth is, we ourselves, we're not strong enough, just like those women weren't. 
We're not strong enough to roll those boulders away, but there's somebody who is strong enough. And if we take his hand, we accept him as our Lord and Savior. Jesus can. Jesus can do anything for us. The same God that spun those stars that I talked about. Nothing is impossible. And he did it for Mary, for Peter, for James, and for Thomas. Their lives, the disciples' lives, were forever changed when that stone was rolled away. What that stone was supernaturally rolled away, it rolled away the stones in our lives. It quite simply gave us hope. But that's that first Easter dawn before the women came back. The disciples, they were locked in their houses, afraid to go out. They were afraid. They were hunted. They were wanted. They were afraid if they went out, it would be deadly. Just like we have been afraid, so many of us, with this pandemic. Some people, I know of people that have locked themselves in their houses and haven't come out since March of of 2020. So many ways this time reminds us, me, of then. But then the women came back from the tomb. And as Matthew chapter 28 tells us, they had encountered an, an angel from the Lord who told them, Do not be afraid. Jesus is not here. He has risen from the dead, just as he, as he promised he would. Go and tell his disciples to meet him in Galilee. And that's what Jesus, Jesus is calling all of us. We've got a rendezvous time, no matter what we've done in life, no matter where we've been. He wants us to meet him. He wants us to accept him in our hearts. But those disciples, they were human. They hadn't seen Jesus yet, and they were still afraid. Could this be true, or was it just too good to be true? But now they had hope. They had something to drive them, and they they summoned the courage to travel to Galilee, where they met Jesus on the mountain. And he directed them to do what we're still supposed to do today, and that is the Great Commission. Go out and make disciples of all nations. I felt that call in my heart, brothers and sisters. I have felt that call because I was once walking in the dark without Jesus. And God wants to call us out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. And there is no greater journey. And this gave the disciples, the courage to go out and change the world. They weren't afraid anymore of death. They weren't afraid anymore of persecution. They weren't afraid anymore of what people thought about them or or their, their personal safety because they had hope now. They had been promised. They had seen the resurrected Christ. They'd seen the hope. They'd seen the promise, and they accepted the promise of eternal salvation. And that's what this season means for us. That's what Jesus dying on the cross. You know, Jesus was nailed to that cross. You know, and all of the sin of the world fell upon him. All of the sin that had already been committed and all of the sin that we're still committing today. That's why he quoted Psalms 22. My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Sometimes when we're trapped in sin and we don't know the way out and we've got boulders in our lives we feel the same way but God has never forsaken us he's never given up on us 
and he never will. The story of the prodigal son tells us that he'll always be there, standing in the doorway, ready to welcome us back. So if you're listening to this message and you're down, you're discouraged, you're anxious, you're depressed, you don't need to be. You don't need to be. Jesus came and he died for your sins. And when at the end, before he took his last breath as a man, and he stood there on the cross beaten, he stood on his tiptoes to gain his last breath enough to say something. He said, it is finished. The devil's been defeated. It is finished. The sin of mankind was taken upon Jesus Christ on his incredible shoulders so that your sins and my sins are as far from the east as is the west. And that is what we need to rest our hope on, our dreams upon, just like those disciples who walked with him. You know, they were afraid. Can you imagine walking in Jesus' ministry, seeing the miracles he performed, but were human beings, and still deserting him as they, as they came to get him and, and beat him and put him on the cross? They still lacked the faith until they saw the resurrection. And that what gave them hope that's why resurrection sunday is the most important day in human history the resurrected christ he is risen i love seeing signs around town he is risen hallelujah so it's important to think is is, because we're kind of at the same place right now we've gone through a pandemic that has really frightened a lot of people people have lost lives i mean a lot of people have, have passed away in a very difficult time where their loved ones couldn't be with them. People have lost jobs. People, some have lost hope. But now as we have this vaccine and we have herd immun- immunity and we see hope on the horizon, just as it was 2,000 years ago, God's hope and love will triumph once again. So we need to we need to embrace this time with with a hunger to bring people into the kingdom of God. We need to use this time to have people focus on what's important. Why did Jesus come? He came to reveal the Father. John 10:30, I and the Father are one. He came to redeem us and save us from our sin. Luke 19:10, for the son of man came to seek and save that which was lost. He came to die on the cross as a sacrifice for our, for our sins. He came to introduce us to the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. Read the Gospel of John, chapters 14, 15, and 16. He came to teach us how and when to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven. Mark one thirty five, an example of how Jesus would start every day with a prayer. He came to show us how to live being generous, selfless, and forgiving through all the beautiful parables that he told us and the example of the way he walked the earth. It is that selflessness, that generosity, that forgiving spirit that gives us the abundant life. The enemy came to seek, to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and they may have it abundantly, Jesus said. We only find that abundant life. You know, money's good. I mean, Jesus wants us to be comfortable you know there's nothing wrong with making money but you don't find the peace that surpasses all understanding you don't find true joy 
until you begin a Christian walk and begin to help others. That's why I'd, I'd love for you to come worship with us. Come fellowship with us at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street. We're a non-denominational, Bible-based, spirit-filled church. We want to encourage you. We want to love you. We want our ministry, the love of Christ, to shine through our ministry. We're people. We're not perfect. I'm not trying to say we are. But we know somebody who is, and his name is Jesus Christ. So through our imperfection, we're going to do our best to be his ambassadors on earth and and fellowship together and worship. You know, we've got a beautiful, beautiful congregation. If you're still worried, there's room to spread out in the congregation. It's a beautiful sanctuary at 240 West 18th Street in the heart of the Heights, 77008, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. You can go to NCC, Greater Heights, that's the initials NCC, greaterheights.org. That's our website. You can uh, find out more about our location and when we meet. You can also email me at pastorjohn at nccgreaterheights.org. Pastor John, it's J-O-N, pastorjohn at nccgreaterheights.org. I'd love to to get to know you and to, to fellowship with you. Jesus came to share in our suffering. You know, he was fully human. It's hard for us to grasp that. As he sat on that cross, he was both divine and human. He lived with all those, you know, he, I'm sure he, he was a carpenter. I bet he hit his thumb with the, with the hammer, you know, and he certainly he humbled himself all the way to death, even on the cross, which is the worst death possible and the most humiliating. He came to give us hope. After John the Baptist introduced Jesus as the Lamb of God, Andrew ran to Peter and said, We have found the Messiah. And Jesus began his ministry of hope, healing, and deliverance. You know, that's Jesus' signature ministry. Deliverance. He's delivered me from the bondage of addiction. He can deliver you from whatever stone is blocking your path. Whatever stone. He can roll it away. He wants to roll it away. He came to give us assurance of life after death. In John chapter 11, as Lazarus' relatives mourned for him, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live, even though they die. He came to establish his church. We are here to help one another. He came to give us a mighty purpose, to teach people to live as he lived, to tell them the message of hope and truth. Now is the time, you know. Today is the day of salvation. Can you think of any greater thing that you could accomplish in this life than leading someone to Jesus Christ? There is no greater purpose in life. Come worship with us. We want to open our doors to all. We want to love the unlovable, but we need mature Christians to do that. People to disciple. That's what we're called to do. People to disciple people. God called us into the middle of the city at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, because people are lost and dying in this city. And the time is short. And we feel a calling, a passion to reach out to as many people as we can, to show them the light of Christ, to show them the love of Christ through our actions, through our ministry. Come check us out this Easter Sunday. Even if you went to church that morning, come check us out. 240 West 18th Street, downtown Heights, right in the middle of the city. We're easy to find. We're on the corner. 240 West 18th Street at 6 p.m. We're a Bible-based, non-denominational, 
spirit-filled recovery church because everyone is recovering from something. <laughs> this is recovery is not just about alcohol. It's not just about drugs. It's about recovering from marriage issues, from relationship issues, from depression, from anxiety, from getting passed over for the job at work, for having a grudge, resentment, jealousy, envy. The Bible is a book about recovery, and our church is about recovery. It's about living the life that Jesus wants for and encouraging each other. Because there's, you know, we've gone through this pandemic, and I like to say it in my recovery work, there's been a pandemic of addiction for centuries there's always been a vaccine, and his name is Jesus Christ. When that stone rolled away supernaturally, and it symbolized that Jesus was resurrected to new life. You know, the Bible calls Adam the first Adam, Jesus the spiritual Adam, paving the way. Jesus said, I go to make a room in my father's house for you, paving the way. Jesus rolled away the stone of discouragement. He rolled away the stone of dread. He rolled away the stone of doubt. He rolled away the stone of defeat. He rolled away the stone of sin. And he rolled away the stone of death. As the Bible says, he took away the sting of death. This is such an important time. And we'd love to meet you and to worship with you. It is such an important time. It is the greatest date. It is the beginning of hope when Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead, just as he promised he would be. You know, God is so good. He can roll away whatever stones there are in your life, whatever difficulties you're going through. He can roll them away. But you know, if you're isolated, if you're alone, if you're not living for him, you can't do it by yourself. There's only one person, one one thing. And that is take Jesus' hand. Make him your Lord and Savior. And you know, maybe maybe you've always believed and you've, you've tried to live a good life, and but you've walked away. And, and you're just not living the way you want to live. You know, things just aren't happening the way. You're discouraged at work. You're discouraged in your relationship. You're discouraged in your marriage. There's one way to fix that. And that is to come back to the Lord. To come back to Jesus Christ to accept his incredible gift. Come join us. Come worship with us at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street. We're a Bible-based, non-denominational, spirit-filled church. We'd love to meet you. We love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We really do. We want to encourage you, embrace you, and love you. But more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Good night. And amen.